Hey everyone, I'm Josh Loftus, and this is the Everyday a Monday podcast, the podcast where we talk about everyday people doing everyday things in everyday churches. Whether you're a pastor, a plumber, or a raging Yelp reviewer, by the way, nobody likes you. This podcast is for you. This is where we find value in the trenches of Christian life. Welcome to Every Day a Monday. And in the trenches with me today, I have a very extra special guest here to bring some class to this podcast that has just been engulfed in testosterone up to this point. She's a kombucha connoisseur, a nanny, and a wife to the biggest taco critic in the world. My friend, Hannah Delgado. Hannah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm doing well today. Good, good. It's yeah, super exciting you're making me to hungry have you for on. tacos, though. Well, I know. Yeah, and that's that's the problem. You know, I was going to make tacos last night, and then I got home and realized we didn't have the ingredients, and I actually thought about calling your husband and just being like, help me right now, because I, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to do with this emotion, right? <laughs> But that's okay. There's always there's always the next day, right? Yeah. So make them today. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's right. We'll make them today and everything will be fine. Right. So Hannah, before we get going here, give us just a short bio of who you are, what you do. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, well, you already said some of the things that um, I do love kombucha. Um, and my other, yeah. some people might find that weird. And the other weird food that I really love is dark chocolate. And I'm not talking like 70%. I'm talking 100%. So oh, unsweetened. So, okay. So, yeah. you, so that's literally almost like cocoa powder that you're just yeah, putting in your mouth. Yeah, but it has the cocoa butter in it. So it's creamy and palatable. Uh, okay. Um, and I, as you said, I work as a nanny. So I do that um, almost full time. I have a couple different families that I work for um, mm. that I watch their kids. And um, they. All, I have only girls that I nanny for right now, although I have done boys and girls in the past um so they're which do you all... prefer be honest i do prefer girls yeah <laughs> they are easier at the at the young age so <laughs> i hear you yeah. i hear you oh man what's the uh what's what's the best part and the hardest part about being a nanny because i've never been a nanny i never will be a nanny just because i think honestly if we're going to be completely honest real talk here guy nannies are weird uh-huh it's true. I'm just going to say it. I know that there's <laughs> guy nannies out, out there. there. I get all the mannies out there. I realize that. If you're a manny, I'm sorry. Please get a different job. It's strange, especially in today's culture. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for that. Um, but what what's the best part about being a nanny? Like, what's something that's like really, really interesting, something you enjoy? And then what's the part where you're just like, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, I think the best part is, um, getting to know these children almost as if they're my own for mm. both the families I nanny for. I'm pretty much their second mom. Um, okay. And the, the kids will accidentally call me mom sometimes. And it's just that like being to use your term to be in the trenches with them for like 10 hours a day where I'm there when they wow. wake up in the morning and I'm pretty much there until their parents come home around dinner time. And so I'm seeing them through, you know, a few meals a day and um, activities and we usually get to go out and, do fun stuff. And so just seeing them eagerly grow um, from day to day. And then yeah. I also love working with children in general. I've done other things besides being a nanny because children are so unencumbered by the things that we as adults are often held back by. Um, they mm -hmm. just like love so eagerly. They learn so eagerly. 
Um, they don't have fear of man in the way that we often do as we grow older. Um, so just sure. seeing all of those characteristics is so refreshing. Yeah. And probably the hardest part of my job is saying goodbye. And I'm not just talking about at the end of the day, um, but saying goodbye, you know, once those children are old enough to go to kindergarten or maybe once the parents don't need me anymore. And, you know, I try yeah. to stay in touch with the families, but it's not the same as getting to be there day in and day, day out with them. So sure. That's, sure. that's really hard. Yeah. 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 And you've been, I mean, you've been working with kids for a while. Like, like when, when we first met, uh, met you up at a Bible camp yes. up here, Lakeside Bible camp on Whidbey Island, Washington. Uh-huh. Uh, and you were an intern there. Yes. Right. And you'd already been there for, let's see, when I came on staff for that summer to help with projects, you'd already been there almost a year. Yeah. Right. So, so fun fact for the listeners, I know Josh because I was a roommate with his wife when Josh and Lauren fell in love and that's I got to right. see all that the, go down. So. The saga. Yes, the saga. Yeah, 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 yeah. And one of my best one of my favorite memories, I'm gonna share this. One of my favorite memories of camp was me, my wife Lauren, and Hannah. Uh like it it'd be it'd probably be like eleven at night and we'd all just be dog tired. Because we'd have like a family camp or a kids camp or something like that. And we'd be like, you know, we're starving. Because here's the thing. When, when you have kids camps, the food is atrocious. It's so bad. Anybody who's ever been to like a Bible <laughs> camp and been there for like like a boys week knows this. That it's the it's the chicken stars that are chicken nuggets but in the shape of the stars. So, you know, they don't come like that. Uh, those, are, those are fake. And, yeah. uh, you know, lots of pizza. <laughs> lots of – and then by the end – by the by the middle of the week we're all like you know we need real real food and Hannah would come to the rescue every single time and make some of the best steak ideas ever <laughs> had in my life and i remember like some of the memories just seared in my brain as the three of us just like in the kitchen making steak ideas which is a quesadilla with steak for those of you who don't know at like 11 at night and it just being the best thing i've ever eaten in my life because we were just so tired and so hungry yeah great all times. Is better after 10 p.m anyway so well, it really is yeah that's right that's right my 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 waistline doesn't agree but but uh, <laughs> my but you're right it always tastes better so so yeah yeah so you've been in you've been in camp ministry you're a nanny um lot of experience with kids. Were you a kid when you became a Christian or were you raised in a, in a Christian home or, or is that something that, that happened when you were older? Yeah. So I was raised in a Christian home and from a very young age, um, by God's grace, I believed the gospel. Um, definitely I've grown in my understanding of what that actually is and I am still growing in that. Um, but believe from a young age and, um, I think the another besides just growing up and growing in my faith steadily from a young age, I um, remember going to so going from being a homeschooler to actually going to school in eighth grade. And I went to a private yeah. Christian school, so it wasn't as big of a jump if it had been a public school. But still, sure, for sure. an awkward homeschooler, that was a pretty big jump. And I felt <laughs> very yeah. socially out of place and unsure of myself. Um, mm-hmm. And there was, yeah, just a lot of insecurity. But the Lord use that time to really help me to claim my faith as my own um, versus like this. Oh, this is something I do, you know, because my parents do and because I go to church. Um, But it was, that was the time where the Lord really started to show me, I have to find my identity in Christ and not in what people think of me because suddenly I was surrounded by all these people that, you know, didn't necessarily love me from the outtake like my family did. 
Um, right. and I didn't, you know, I wasn't quick to make friends and all those things. So, um, yeah. growing in my identity in Christ at that time, that was kind of like the big turning point in my, in my faith. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You talked about uh, uh, just a second ago about how the Lord has been growing you in your faith. We're going to kind of go off script here because I because I wanted to ask you when when we first met at camp, uh, you know, all those years ago, um, you know, we we talked theology and a little bit and 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 stuff like that. But but just recently, it has really become a passion of yours. Uh, And 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 in what ways have you seen the Lord grow you spiritually, perhaps even in just the recent couple of years? What's what's one of the main ways you've seen the Lord really work in your life? Well, um, you're going to like this answer because it fits with the podcast. Uh, it's been to the All church. Right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, actually, after I left being on staff at camp that I wasn't committed to a local mm-hmm. church. Um, there was one I t- attended at times, um, but I mm-hmm. wasn't a member. I wasn't serving in any way. Um and the Lord actually used me um, meeting my husband. Well, he wasn't my husband at the time, but us uh, developing a relationship with each other and wanting to be a part of a church together before we dove into a serious relationship. Um, and the Lord really used him in that journey to um, plant me in the local church that I am in now. Um, being there okay. has helped me grow immensely. Yeah, yeah, and we will get into that more. Um, so the local church you're going to now, where uh, where are you guys currently worshiping, and mm-hmm. um, what is what is one aspect of that church that that you really really appreciate? So I'm currently worshiping at Juanita Community Church, which is in North Kirkland, Washington, um, and. I'm going to say more than one aspect of the church I like. Yes, please. <laughs> so the first one is that uh, they preach Christ. And yeah. that, I mean, that should be a given, but it's not at many yeah. churches. You know, a lot of times morality is preached or um, inspirational messages or even even the Bible is preached, but it's not preached in a way to show how all of it points to Christ. Mm. Um, so I just really appreciate that whether it's, you know, the Old Testament or the New Testament, um, it's, it points us back to Christ and our need for him as our savior. Um, and I also really appreciate, this is one of the things that did draw me to the church, um, after attending for even just one or two weeks was it felt like family. You know, I didn't Mm. even know the names of hardly anyone because I'm horrible at names. Even after they introduced themselves, I would forget by the next week, but Mm. I would just remember the, the care that they had for me, the conversations that we would have. Um, and I think the th- and the third thing I would say is that um, knowing that I can trust the, leaders- the leadership there, um, yeah. I have never been in a church situation where I've been hurt from, thankfully. Mm. Um, but I know there's a lot of people out there that have, and yeah. um, yeah. even people within our church. And I just hear them say, I'm so thankful that I can trust the leadership. Um, so I'm thankful to be there because then hopefully we will have those struggles that, you know, church splits or whatever else does happen. Um, and I know that, yeah, I can trust them, um, to lead us well. And like I said, to lead us towards Christ. And that's so encouraging to me when I hear some of the first things people say about their church, uh, is they preach Christ. Mm -hmm. Uh, because if you don't have that, your church can have the greatest, you know, community, they can have the greatest outreach. They can have the greatest, you know, uh, uh, public speakers that are up there, the greatest events. But if Christ isn't at the center of your worship, then the entirety of 
church, the you know the the, the entire system is going to be off, mm-hmm. right? And it's so encouraging for me to hear that uh, you trust your leadership because they preach Christ. That is that's fantastic. What in what ways do you think the church that you are going at? To right now, there in Kirkland, um, and obviously we don't want to we don't want a church bash or anything like that. But in what ways is 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 your church different, perhaps from the past church experiences that that you've had before? Oh, you're throwing out a question at me that wasn't on the sheet. So I that's right. We're going we're going off. We're going off. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because yeah, this is this is authentic. This is yeah, authentic hashtag raw. Yeah, hashtag raw. I think it's it's the the level of care with which things are done to make mm-hmm. sure things are honoring to Christ. Okay. Um, so in some ways, things maybe lo- move at a slower pace than some people people would prefer. There is just so much consideration of what is the best way we can honor Christ through, you know, through our service as a church, through our outreach, sure, sure. Um, right. all those things, and to, to support and love one another through those things. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, that's awesome. Fantastic. I love it. I love it. So, uh, you and your husband are going there at, uh, Juanita, right? Juanita Bible Church? Juanita Community Church. Excuse me. Juanita Community Church there in Kirkland. Okay. Awesome. Uh, what are some of the primary ways that you specifically are serving and involved in your local church there? Yeah, I think the, the biggest way, and I, I say biggest, just meaning like most time consuming, mm-hmm. um, is I teach Sunday school for the uh, youth girls at our church. I have eight girls that come consistently. And, wow. awesome. um, and then my husband teaches the boys. Um, and he actually started doing that after I started teaching the girls, because at first we didn't have any boys in that age range. And so they're like, oh, can you teach the girls class? Um, and I was like, oh, sure. And they're like, oh, we don't have any guys. And like literally the second week of me teaching, a new family comes and their two boys come into my classroom. Anyway, so we quickly, uh, even in contradiction to what I just said about some decisions being slow, we were able to, within a couple of weeks, develop a boys Sunday school class that my husband teaches. Great. And so now together we are, we're not like the, there's no youth group at our church, but we are kind of the youth. We're the ones building the relationship with the youth, um, yeah. maybe in a more intentional way. Um mm-hmm. And so we have started doing youth gatherings once a month. One of the parents opens up their home so we can just all get together and um, hang out, play games, um, not do those weird food youth group games, but, you know, just <laughs> good normal games. <laughs> the, yeah, weird, uh, the weird youth group food games. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we, have all, we have all been on the receiving end of those. And I'm guilty of, of uh, perpetrating a couple of those. So yeah, I can no, that's right. Later if, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But um, yeah, so we uh, are starting to, yeah, just trying to build those relationships deeper with the youth. Um, and then we get together and play games. And we also, you know, try to talk to them about what they're learning from the messages, what, you know, how the Lord's growing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also help unofficially with um, organizing women's events. Um, okay. There's a lot of, there's not a lot of like official positions within our church. Um, sure. It just is a small church. So it's kind of, you, you see a need and you help to fill the need. And so there's other ones, but I would say those are the, the, the ones that consume most of my time. So cool. Oh, that's great. That's great. Sounds like you're involved in some really, really good, authentic ministry there at the church. That's fantastic. Um, and Hannah, when you, when you think about service, uh, specifically in the local church, 
what would you say are the ways that that Christians can bring God glory through the you know seemingly uh, mundane tasks in church, the people that are folding the bulletins, the people that are, you know, cleaning the bathrooms, the ones that are making sure that the coffee's made, uh, the people that are there greeting, you know, the, 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 the types of service that don't get all the, all the glitz and the glamour and aren't in front of people, you know, those, those types of service can often get, can often get overlooked and can often mm-hmm. perhaps be seen as, as uh, less important. Um, how would you say a Christian can bring God glory and serve their their local church in those specific tasks? Mm, that's a great question. Um, and it's, I mean, we are told that we can bring God glory in all mm-hmm. things, that whether we eat or we drink or know whatever we do, we can do it unto the glory of God. Right. Um, so recognizing that's what he has said. And so how yeah. to do that? I mean, there's more than one way, but I think one thing is to rejoice in, in all times, um, whether mm. you're just saying they're folding bulletins or teaching a Sunday school class to students that don't pay as atten- as much as attention as you would want them to, or sure. serving, you know, doing, uh, serving the coffee or cleaning up after everyone's gone. And that's something no one's ever going to notice. Um, and it's, it's encouraging to me that in, um, in the gospels, Christ does elevate that humble mundane work um, and we see that you know in Matthew 25 35 where he's talking to says he says for when I was hungry and you gave me something to eat and I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink and the whatever you do to the least of these you do unto me so um, I mean and this extends beyond just in the church this is for Christians and all their work um, that when when it's the mundane work we that we can do it for Christ, um, when we do it with praise and thanksgiving, and um, with a with a humble attitude, um, yeah, I don't really yeah. know how to conclude that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no that's that's a fantastic answer. How would how would you go about encouraging somebody um, who perhaps comes up to you and says, "Hey, Hannah, I just I understand what you're saying, but I just don't I don't feel as if the the service I'm doing in church is appreciated. I don't I don't feel that." Uh, I don't feel that that what I'm doing is of value, that it doesn't have value. How would you go about, you know, encouraging that person in in showing them that like, no, no, what you're doing, what you're doing is important. It's important. And here's why. What what would you say to that person? Hmm. I think it's a matter of um, pointing them back to scripture and what Hmm. scripture says that when we are serving, ultimately, we are not serving the people within our body. Yes, we are, you know, serving mm-hmm. people within our local church or in our home or at our job. But we should remember that we are serving the Lord. And mm-hmm. so whether or not man appreciates what we do, when we do it from a heart to serve the one who has laid down his life for us, you know, he has demonstrated the greatest love by laying down his life for us. And so any yeah. service that we do can be done Um to love him back um, and not out of a sense of trying to earn anything or prove ourselves, but out of that, that love, I think the more we grow in the gospel, the more we just want to serve him mm-hmm. in, in those small things, even if man never recognizes it, or even if it doesn't have the outcome that we want it to come. You know, when I'm working with youth, yeah, there, there, there is a certain outcome I would love to see. I want to see lives changed. I want to see them understand the gospel and grow in these things. But 
ultimately I'm serving the Lord. And so that allows me to lay down those expectations and those desired outcomes and, and decide I will be faithful no matter what, what mm-hmm. I see around me is happening, no matter how they're responding. Um, and I want to be humble and be willing to learn and be teachable because, you know, if there are areas that I'm not doing things correctly, but remembering right. that I, that we are serving the Lord um, and not, it doesn't end with the people in front of us. Often, if people don't feel like what they are doing has value, it's because that they are looking for the value in the wrong spot. Yeah. Right. Right. And and to them, perhaps, and, and this isn't across the board, but perhaps being recognized for what they're doing uh, gives value to something or the amount of people that are involved gives value to something. You know, the world puts value on things in terms of how much money can you make? How many people are there and how much influence do you have? Right. And mm-hmm. that's not that's not God's economy. Right. It always comes down to the heart and it always comes down to the reason that you are serving. And that's where the value comes from. Right. And, 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 and as, as often, the Christian worldview is a complete 180 of the world's. Right. In God's economy, it is the heart motive and why, why are you serving? That's, that's, that's what brings the value is that you mm-hmm. are doing it because you were, you were served by Christ. And it's a response, just like you said, it's a response done out of love that, that if we understand the gospel and, and we understand what Christ has done for us, you said it perfectly. Why would we not serve? Why would we not have this desire to live live our lives for Christ because he gave his for ours, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that mentality, not 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 across the board. But I think that that mentality is missing in a lot of churches today. So what do you think the modern day Christian culture's attitude or view of serving in the local church is? Okay, I want to say this with um, just the caveat that mm-hmm. thankfully I, this is not necessarily what I see around me. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I, I know it's out there. I've seen it at some points, but I am so thankful that I do see so many Christians faithfully serving the Lord. Amen. Um, me so too. what I'm about yeah. to say is not, it's certainly not everyone, but it's unfortunately um, in our culture, a lot of Christians will serve in a self-seeking way, or I even mm-hmm. approach church in a self-seeking and in a self-preserving way um, that it's, um, you know, I will maybe serve, but it it's to a limit that it's, you know, I'm only going to stay for this long after or I'm only going to come early. And then after that, I'm out because there's a football game or whatever it is. Um, sure, sure. It's all about, you know, preserving self and preserving our own comforts um, instead of truly every day being willing to take up our cross and follow Christ and lay aside what our own desires are, what our own comforts are. I think, I think comfort is a huge one. Um, mm, and you even yeah. see that in how churches are often set up. Um, and, and we're so quick to complain, you know, when the, when the heating is out and it's a cold day, we are there right. complaining instead of praising the Lord that we can meet together freely. Um, right. And so, yeah, like I said, that's not, not, that's not what I see. I, I should say, that's not what I see right in front of me, but I know that's out there yeah. because I have seen it at a distance. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the, it's the consumer mindset yeah. of church. Right. Yeah. And just, just this, this, this consumerism that, that, that is out there and we see churches and what, what they don't, what I don't think churches realize, um, or maybe some do and they don't care, or maybe some do and they, I, I don't know, is, is what, what you win people with is what you win them to. 
Yeah. Right. And if you're winning people with, like you said, the comfort, the things that that give us the warm fuzzies, you know, the the big lights and the big shows and the the seeker friendly messages and the not preaching sin, not preaching a true gospel, not preaching repentance, because those mm-hmm. things are very offensive. Right. Um, when that happens, you have to keep doing that. Yeah. Because the minute you start preaching truth and the minute you start preaching a true gospel that requires a turning away from sin, that requires denying yourself, picking up the bloody cross of Christ and carrying it, people don't like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not a way to grow your numbers, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> um, and again, it's it's the – again, it's that 180 uh, mindset of the Christian worldview versus the world's worldview and how how they view how you know how they view success you want to build your numbers you want to build your influence give people what they want to hear right it's as easy as that and so many church i agree with you so many churches have fallen fallen into this trap of just giving people what they want to hear instead of what they need to hear and as always we see that affecting and infecting service we see that spilling out into the practical life, you know, the, the, the practical ways people live out their lives, especially in church. But it's also encouraging to know that there are churches out there like yours, like mine, who are preaching the true gospel, that are preaching a, a true view of who Christ is and encouraging mm-hmm. and fostering that service, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. When you, Hannah, think about Christians that that inspire you to follow Christ more fervently than you do now? Two-part question. First, who are those Christians for you? And second, what are those traits that they have that really inspire you to want to follow Christ more than you do now? Those Christians are are the ones that, I feel like when I say this, it's just me saying their traits, but are the ones that are willing to lay down their lives for the sake of the gospel mm-hmm. and um and the traits that i mean could go hand in hand with this is they are humble um mm-hmm. and i i read a really good definition of humility recently um and it's i'm not going to quote this word for word but humility is ultimately recognizing who god is and who we are in light of who he is mm-hmm. so humility is not a self um denigrating thing but it's recognizing God's holiness, his goodness, his grace, his love, you know, all of those attributes of God and recognizing that we are not. Yeah. And we come from dust and to dust we shall return. And and that combined with the whole message of the gospel should, like, like I said earlier, should make us willing. And the Christians that inspire me are the ones that are willing to every day take up their cross and follow him. Um, whether that means losing their reputation, losing um, the praise mm. of men, losing their comforts, and in some cases losing their lives um, because they truly understand, you know, my life doesn't really matter outside of who I am in Christ. And I am right. willing to lay everything down for the sake of Christ and his gospel. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Love it. Growing up in church, going to church now, obviously a history in camp ministry, which is, I'm sure you have tons of stories about that. Uh, what's, what's, what's one of the funniest or most, uh, most unforgettable either church or we'll throw camp in there also, just, just to make it easier, either church or camp experiences you've ever had. 
Okay. So I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. So I'm just going to tell them. Of course not, but, but, <laughs> but go ahead and do it anyway. No, I'm, I'll throw myself <laughs> under the bus for this one. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> all right. That's very gracious of you. Yeah. So, do you ever, so I actually, two experiences come to mind and they're both, okay. I would, if I was writing like a short essay about them, the essay of the job of the, or the, sorry, the title of the essay would be, you had one job. Okay. So, Hold on. Um, the Before first we get one, going, neither of these involve me, right? Right. Okay, they good. All you, right. you weren't present right. for either one of these. So. Right, we're safe. All right. Go this ahead. This is before Continue. I met you. I wasn't as sanctified as when I met you. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to be clear, like I, I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> like but before I met you, I, yeah, no, I had nothing to do with innocent communication. <laughs> if anything, I brought it down. So, okay, continue. All right, you had one job. Essay number yeah. one. Go, go. So the first one was in a church play when I was probably five years old. Um, you know, one of those like I don't know if it was like a Christmas play. Well, but the play was called Hand Me Down, Hannah, and so it was okay. about this girl that always had to wear hand me down clothes. Which I did because you know I was the sixth of nine children, and, wow. and then so, also many. So you are parents. you are literally hand me down Hannah. Yeah, but I wasn't <laughs> hand me down Hannah in the play, and I felt like I should have been, well, even though I was yeah. only five. Um, but it's good probably gracious. good I wasn't because my role was a very minor one, and so I went on stage for my role, and I had one line. But when I got on stage and saw the crowd, I could not say it. I literally burst into tears and ran off stage to my mom, who was backstage, and one of my siblings had to say my line for me. Oh, so I thought no. I didn't have the main role because then it would just been a play of tears. <laughs> oh no, that's so sad. <laughs> what was the line? I don't remember. I didn't say oh. it. <laughs> you didn't even bother. It was so traumatizing. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's sad. Oh, how old are you? Probably around five. I'd have to oh, check okay. with my parents, okay. but yeah. Okay. Well, I thought you were like thirteen or something like. Oh that. no. I was like, no. Oh, okay. no, no, five. <laughs> Five's excusable. That's fine. That's so fine. then, and then the other story was yeah, I yeah. had the job. At, I um, I was involved in a ministry before I did camp, and I did I did a, a slew of different things. So at one point, um, they asked me to run the slideshow for the nightly for the worship event. We were having this wor- worship event. So, you know, I just had to yeah. click for the next screen. You know, okay. for the words for the songs. Um, and I will admit, I can be a hand raiser during worship. So okay, um, all right. And I discovered the time to not be a hand raiser is when you're supposed to run the slideshow. Oh no! <laughs> I'll just say that they never asked me to do it again. That's funny. That's hilarious. Oh, that's good stuff. Um, all right, Hannah. Well, we've come to that time. Oh boy! And it is time for the Monday hot takes. And this okay. is where I ask you a bunch of random questions. You give me the first thing that pops into your head. You ready for these? Yeah. Can I just say tacos for all of them? You could, but that would be really boring. Okay, that's like okay. that's like the Sunday school kid just giving the answer Jesus for everything. Yeah. It's like, well, you're not you're not technically wrong. You're just you're just boring, and you have no imagination, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you have a, you, I I I have faith in you, Hannah. You can do this. You can okay. Do this. All right, ready. <clears throat> Favorite movie? Um, I'm gonna have to say Anna Green Gables. Which one? They've made tons of them. It's an older one. Okay. Really, I think anyone that's actually an Anna Green Gables fan will know what I'm talking about. It's just like okay. the older right. classic one that you all think of. The older classic one. Yep. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. What's the best part about Mondays? Going to work. Going to... Okay. You, you're, <laughs> you type of people. I love my job. I'm sorry. <sighs> well, that's great. That's fantastic. And I just, yeah, just oh, going to work. Best part. Whatever. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Got the joy, joy, joy down in my heart. Um, but okay. I will uh, say the most, this is not answering your question directly. The most frustrating part about Monday 
yeah. is that I'm not much different than what I was last Monday. You know, on yeah. Sundays you're like, hear this great message. You're with That's the right. body of Christ and you think, okay, this yep. time I'll be different. And you realize. And then Monday hits you in the face. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I hear you. Well, yeah. Well, that's that's how the rest of us feel, Hannah. Okay. <laughs> uh, just, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I know. Yeah, hashtag yeah. real. Welcome. Hashtag real life. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. What is something about current Christian culture that is annoying to you? Christian radio. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. But actually, uh, it's the like worst. So... It's literally the, the only thing worse than the only thing worse than Christian radio is Christian movies. <laughs> yes. I don't even try anymore. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm going to ask this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Favorite food. Hmm, that's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be tacos right away, but I actually, I love most food. Um, it's really hard for me to pick a favorite. Like I love just spicy food. Like give me any spicy cuisine food. with some good spice, like Indian, Thai, Mexican, yeah. um, all that all right. is great. Yeah. What's your least favorite food? Hot dogs. Cause I had yeah. some <laughs> not so great experiences with those growing up. So <laughs> okay. fair enough. Okay. All right. We're going to get real with this one. All right. Have you ever walked out of the theater? And if so, why and which movie? Yeah, I walked out. Um, actually, every theater I've ever been in, I always walk out when it's done. Oh, my. Oh, gosh. I walked into that one. <laughs> well, let me walk, walk out, out, of out of it. One. I know what you mean. So I'm going to answer you. Yeah, you I, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. I haven't that I recall. Honestly, I don't go to the theater that often, probably once a year. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So if All I right. go, it's usually thoughtfully because cool. I'm spending, you know, $12 and so yeah. I'm going to look ahead so at what I'm seeing. And... All right. Raisins and cookies. Yes or no? Yes. Oh. I know. And nuts okay. too. Uh, I know. Okay, fine. I know. Fine. You can have those and you can just dip those in your kombucha. It'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, I know a lot uh, of people don't like that. So not the kombucha, but the raisins and cookies, which is great because yeah. then when I make them, they don't all get eaten and then there's just more for me. So that's selfish. That's true. That's so okay. selfish. I'll repent that's later so... after I make a batch of cookies. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, this is great. Uh, let's see. What's one book that you're reading right now that you're really enjoying? I'm reading a book called, um, what is it called? Women of the Word. It's by Jen Wilkin. Um, and the yeah. subtitle is How to Study the Bible with Both Our Hearts and Our Minds. Cool. Uh, Hannah, what is some of the best advice you've ever been given? Don't ever take a shower with a hairdryer. What? I don't know. <laughs> that was it. I was like, you know, that is good advice. I, that that did not go where I thought it was going. <laughs> that was that that came out of le- deep yeah. left field. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I mean, good advice. Yeah, that's solid. That is solid advice. I like it. Solid advice. Um, It'll save your life. It it will. It will save your life. Yeah, that that that's true. Let's see, Hannah. When you get into heaven, apart from Christ, who will be our all in all for sure, uh, who is the first person that you are looking forward to going to and meeting for the first time? I don't know if I can narrow it down to one, but I really would love to go to a lot of the women that we see in the Bible that Mm -hmm. um, played a huge role in redemption history, but we don't necessarily know a lot lot about them or we only get a snippet of their story. And I'll throw one out out there, for example, for example, Leah, you know, we Mm. see that she is this woman that is unwanted by her husband, is unwanted by her father. 
and yet the Lord used her to be in the line of Christ. Um, but I would really love to hear the story from their perspective and how, even though we don't necessarily read it directly, how Christ worked in their lives um, and redeemed their lives, even in the midst of those hardships. So. Well, Hannah, we have come to the end of our time together. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the podcast with me. Thank you for bringing some class, some sophistication to this podcast. I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you joining me. Yeah, you're welcome. Happy to be on. So, hey, everyone, you can head on over to iTunes and leave a raving review and a five-star rating because that helps us out. We really like that. Uh, You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Google Music, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Head on over to facebook.com slash everyday a Monday for podcast info, and we post updates and stuff there too. Thank you all for joining us in the trenches today, and we will catch you on the next step of Everyday a Monday. <laughs>